Hello, everyone. Two of us today. Neil and I got off a banger of a call uh, from uh, 1030 to 1 p.m. And uh, uh, during that time, we've lost uh, several team members uh, who <laughs> were prepared to do this at a normal time. It almost didn't happen, but that's just not fair uh, to anyone, to anyone who actually watches or listens to this. And also just for tradition. So this is Off the Towers 41. Just uh, Neil and I here today. I'm Tyler Bryden, CEO of Speak AI. Uh, a lot of great stuff happened this week. Um, some things that are, um, you know, really sort of offering the growth of us moving forward, giving us confidence we're on the right path, and some things that we, you know, know we need to, to fix. Knowing what you need to fix through uh, to do better things is also a big part of the journey. So I'm happy about that. Nihal, let's take this. We're going to make this one short, sweet for a brain fry after that meeting, but uh, do a little quick introduction and we'll jump into a, a couple of things here. Well, so um, Nihal, digital strategist here at Speak. Uh, just trying to shift our, I mean, especially after this call, like a lot of good things to think about on the positioning marketing side, um, and how to just continue to help us keep growing. Yeah. yeah it's interesting during this, you know, one of these conversations here, like, um, you know, looked at the sort of this, the people were very smart people. So taking a look at our site and talking about how we're positioning the company and like, what are the benefits versus the technical solutions and you've already drilled, like when you first met the company and that's when I, it was all tech, technology and you've actually, like if they had probably seen it, you know, six months ago, they'd be like, man, you guys are idiots. But now you've slowly whittled it down to much more like benefits first, but even them today, just saying you need to go another level up. So, um, you know, that's always, I mean, it's really good to hear that feedback. And also when you hear that from credible people who are, you know, selling, growing businesses, investing in businesses, um, you know, uh, it, what I love about the team that we have, of course, small team, but like, you know, way very, um, that's not, it's very egotistic to say that you're egoless team, um, but, you know, uh, we just want to improve. So when you get to have the opportunity to talk with people who are that smart, it's so wonderful to just listen and absorb, take some notes. And uh, obviously you still have to filter things out, but uh, overall, um, you know, know that you just got a wealth of information that comes from experience. For sure. Like I've been, <clears throat> I haven't written, I think I took something like, four pages worth of notes, right? Like, <laughs> I actually don't uh, handwrite notes to that degree, but th there, was, there was too much there to just sit there and listen, especially because we forgot to like ask to record the call. Yes. So. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> the entire point of <laughs> some of the integrations we built. <laughs> um, but um, no, it, it was, uh, it was really nice to hear the, <coughs> sorry. We, before this, we ate quite as quickly as possible. So yeah, so coming back up. All the, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was really great to hear how they, you know, they could see that we were on our way there, but gave us advice on how to further refine and almost focus on the story. Like, he, he said this quite a few times, but the... It's all about storytelling and positioning, right? That, that's what's going to give you a leg up, uh, whether that's with your customers, with investors, with your sales team, whatever that is. Because when you can make your product as much about the person you're talking to versus the product itself, um, it's a lot easier to envision uh, how they're going to use it. So, you know, if I come to you and I tell you, you know, 
here's our product. It's great. Use it. You can be like, okay. But if you actually come in with more of a, I guess like a soft handed touch of, oh, like this is what you do. Cool. Like, uh, you know, how, how do you like go about it? And here's how we actually make it easier for you to keep doing what you love to do. I mean, you know, loving what you do is subjective, but <laughs> you know, to do what you do better and easier. So you're not spending time worrying about whether you're doing the job right and you can just focus on higher level tasks um, as well, which, which is a nice uh, mental exercise for us as well. But it also, here's how people just like you did it already. You know, I think that the, I was watching, um, there was a team that I was going to talk to and uh, the guy was a very, you know, well-known for his, I guess, expertise in, in AI. And he was trying to explain some of the topics around AI and uh, the guy very respectfully in the interview asked him, you know, can you make this a little bit more concrete? You know what I mean? Or use an example to tell this. And he, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, how they use computer vision in grocery stores to identify when a product's missing and then alert the stock team. And that, you know, that's very practical example, but then sort of gets the, the wheels turning on um, how something's applied instead of more abstract theory. And one of the things that, you, you know, we talked about the story is, like, I guess I think I'm relating it to, uh, you know, like you see a movie and it, or a TV show and it's like based on a true story. It's like how many things were actually part of that story, but they choose to leave out to tell a coherent, compelling story, right? So it's not, it's as much about the information that you put in as also you choose to uh, leave out um, to weave that. And sometimes, you know, we were lucky today in a way because we were in a more extended conversation where there was a personal relationship that cemented it. So you have a little bit more flexibility or wiggle room. But at some points, you and I were peppering in probably a little bit too much information than even required. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so in a case where maybe it's a much more cold conversation or a shorter time limit, you're going to actually remove a lot of those details out because you know that it, in that detail, like I've had a conversation. I, I maybe I said this before with an investor who I really, I love this team. And I, there was a sentence that I said, and I, when I said that sentence, it was all over. And, and it was just an extra detail that was completely unnecessary, didn't add any value. I just felt like saying it. And I just saw the look on his, you know, his face and literally just the emails and the conversations start to dry out after that. It was just one sentence. So like you have to be very, you know, when you're in conversations like this, high stakes, and you have to be very selective with the words that you're using, which as you know. Do you want to tell us what the sentence was? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or is it too, too, too embarrassing? Not, no, it wasn't embarrassing. It was actually just, uh, I can't really tell the exact mm -hmm. sentence, to be honest, but it was, uh, it, I guess it was actually, uh, this was an, an, one of the, one of the ones I've had in the past was a, a detail of the product that was right. like, I don't get it. Yeah, the mm -hmm. moment from like a, a coherent story to like today, we actually talked about the available recorder. It was mm -hmm. basically me pinning that in the I story see. and it, all of a sudden just a, a layer of complexity of just like oh, right. you know and, and and in this one it was a reference to another team who was interested in us and helping support us through an investment lens and because of some of the messaging of that or the the, the their understanding of that fund mm -hmm. they were like now i'm now the dots aren't connecting right right, right. so uh, and even today, some of the advice was like, if you believe in what you're doing and, and you know, your confidence, you know, you don't have to just 
listen to every demand and give over, you know, like every yep. single detail of the business. And what I think what was nice is what forced us in this global affairs deal book was we were forced to write a two page summary. Yep. And because we were forced to do that, um, that's what's driven the interest in the company uh, and sort of accomplished that task that we were hoping to accomplish. For sure. Um, that, that That's definitely something we, I guess are con always you're forever trying to work on, right? Like how, especially as people that do like to talk, it's how do you know when to stop, what to say, when to not say too much. Um, and that's where I feel like sometimes having some level of like, I guess just for us, like a communications um, strategy or communications uh, guidelines, right? Where we're like, okay, you know, for this kind of subset of customer, like obviously you don't want it to seem very scripted, but just even any presentation you prepare for, you probably go in with, you know, like a couple of key points and then you riff off of those, right? Um, based on the target audience and the person you're talking to. So it'd be great for us to kind of have, you know, maybe part of it is can be based on judgment, but, you know, here's the, the kind of main pitch. This is what we have to say every time. And then if they seem like they get it or they seem interested or, you know, there is room to kind of play with the, um, the more dreamer side of the business, then we can talk about X, Y, Z, right. Instead of maybe throwing that into every pitch. Um, and I mean, I, I feel like you do a good job of like, you know, restraining yourself when needed. Um, but, but I, I always feel like it's, it's always nice to have a, you know, like guidelines for everyone involved. Cause I, I do the same sometimes where it's like, okay, I could have stopped here or I should have talked about this, but I didn't. Right. Um, and what was interesting today, for example, I think was even just in terms of understanding how sometimes questions might be asked of you. Right. Or like on the call today, they basically asked us why. And I, my answer was a what. Right. And like, I, I think like it, it kind of made me think, cause I'm like, Oh, like I, really didn't answer his question at the, you know, I didn't answer the question at the end of the day. So um, just little things like that for us to kind of keep track of and make sure that we're, uh, we're communicating as effectively as possible. Well, it's interesting because you're actually a very good person with like trying to get down to the why, but sometimes when you're out in the wild and you get asked in real time that, uh, you know, that like, exactly it's, uh, especially when you're not used to like it, it, the last time I was asked for like a status update, for example, was yeah. like a while. I mean, it's usually coming from my end, right? right? Like e even when we discuss updates and like metrics and stuff, it's always like, okay, I'm going to prepare a nice document, share with the team. Then we talk about it. But in this case, it was like an external party asking for details. And I was like, oh, yeah, this hasn't happened in a, in a while. <laughs> well, it all, it all just so much comes down to self-awareness, right? And, uh, you know, for myself, I one thing I, I realized the other day, like, I don't know what this is. I've maybe talked about this before, but when I have to go, like when someone asks me a, a big question like that, I close my eyes and I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? I actually can't figure out what is happening, but, you know, you need to want, because it's funny because you sometimes don't know when you're doing it, but when you see someone else do it, you're like, oh, they can talk a little too long, but you're doing the same thing on a constant, uh, on a, on a constant basis. So it's, uh, it's, it's trying to figure it out. You're lucky though. Like, honestly, in most cases, I've found that people are, if they respect you, they're going to give you the time. And if they're talking, they're like, this guy's talking for a reason. Otherwise, you know, he, he, why, what? And, but then there is a case like, 
when we did that Y Combinator interview, I don't even remember when that was anymore, 2019, 2020, and we had 10 minutes. And like the, the, the feedback on how to prepare for that interview was not like answer a question in depth. The more important part is you get through as many questions as you can in that 10 minutes. And we went, we were quite successful for that, especially knowing myself and even Vatso who loves to get the technical details, but still it was one second, it was gone, it was done. The whole interview was done. So um, depending on the conditions, you are able to elaborate, other ones you're not. And there's so many times where you have the point that is the compelling point, and then you just try to add one more and then you lose, <laughs> you know, you lose that statement. Yeah, no, but, but it's, 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 it's always nice to have some of these uh, longer conversations, right? Because so, so many convos these days are very structured, very uh, like yeah. one, one time. And it was nice of, nice of them to give us uh, like quite a bit of their time as well, considering how valuable it is. <laughs> well, yeah. and time is good because it, it shows that we have, you know, while there's still very many uncertainties and unknowns and variables, it's like these guys have thought very seriously about a lot of these things. There's not questions or things that emerge where at least we don't have an opinion or like a thesis of how to do better. So time, like anything, like sometimes people, sometimes people are not good at first impressions, um, but as, the, as you peel back the layers of the onion, it's like, wow, this is an incredible person. Um, so trying, I appreciate them giving us time. We learn from it and you learn in a long time frame what works. So when you have to get into a condensed time frame that you can, figure out what those punchy points are and remove, remove the noise from that. As you guys can probably see, uh, because of this long, long meeting that was wonderful and worthwhile, uh, Michal and I showed up unprepared for this office hours. There was no office hours during the day, no topics were put in. A um, couple things, you know, that I'm thinking about, which we still don't really necessarily, I haven't reviewed in depth, but I still think I need to take probably a couple hours to look at these, uh, product market fit surveys, um, you know, some of them we've seen, but there's a couple of ones that came in in the last little bit um, and some really interesting insights uh, in there. And, uh, you know, I guess the same idea, one of the feedback that we got from this survey was, you know, don't, basically it's funny because you can't, we talked about this before, but you can't listen to everyone. And uh, the fact that we incentivize people with money <laughs> also can lead to some bias in the answers. And we've seen some of that based on the responses. So. Uh, it's really up for us to honor both our customers who are paying customers, the users who are using the platform and had a problem and either we adequately solve that problem or we didn't adequately solve that problem. And also the original vision that we have at Speak and are trying to fulfill. Um, so I guess any, you know, I don't need you to add too much of this. Any, any thoughts on that? You know, how do we be successful now that we've executed on this survey? What are the, how do we do that filter? And what do you think are the next steps to actually making sure we uh, prioritize right I think it'll it'll go hand in hand with uh, also building out this solution oriented mindset or benefit oriented mindset um, over features, I suppose. Because um, I, I believe one of the questions we were asked today was like, uh, you know, are you gonna focus on giving more features, or are you going to improve upon existing verticals, right? And I feel like that's a decision we need to make looking at like, because we can't do both, unfortunately, like depending on capacity, like just based on capacity limits, um, you know, we have to pick one. And then as we grow the team, then we have the opportunity to, you know, build up and build, build out. So 
Uh, I, I think that's kind of what we need to see from these product market fit surveys, but then also just from our messaging and, you know, because to a degree, the messaging and the product need to go hand in hand, right? Like we can't be promising things that aren't in the pipeline. Um, but we also want to make sure that everything that has maybe been built or things that are very close in the pipeline, we start kind of building ideas around that and talking about them in a way that benefits our customers. Yeah, and I, I just, you know, it is sort of that, that continuing internet process, like on the call today, a couple of things, and that, what you hear, right? you hear things thrown up, oh, this would be great for lawyers, this would be great for insurance, this would be great for hiring, and I'm like, I just don't know those things, you know, I don't know how to go deep enough into those verticals to truly provide the solution that these companies need, and I, I don't want to, because of that, I don't want to make the commitment. Uh, and what, another thing I like that they also brought up was just like um, what companies or verticals or customer size or like little subsegment are you creating the biggest ROI for? Um, and that's a, a really important question to ask too. Is like maybe we're creating a, a small, you know, improvement for one company or, or industry, but we're creating a massive transformation for another those are the ones that we want to, to serve. Um, and again, you want to still stay true to what you want to do, but in the end, like no company got into business just to not create value. That's literally the opposite of, of what, what they're trying to do. So, um, Cause I feel like to your point about the verticals, um, you know, uh, at least initially, I think you go after the ones that we do have a impact on and we either understand easier or there's not a lot of, you know, technical or legal barriers to entering that space, right? Um, and then from there, once you actually scale on the verticals you're working on, and let's say you decide, okay, there's a significant opportunity in this more complex space, then you can actually look to bring on someone or people that understand that space better and can help you build out that pipeline of like sales marketing uh, product, right? So, because yeah, I mean, once again, we always run into that that issue, right? We we can be used everywhere, but where can we kind of have the largest impact at this moment in time? Right? And and obviously then plan for the next couple of years as well. Well, it's, it's nice because you know some of these so these we, we talked about this global affairs investor deal book last you know last week and sort of launched and some wonderful introductions are being made. But some of the people that I've been talking about or talking with, um, they are very used. Basically, a company decision: Do you go horizontal or do you go vertical? So they're much more comfortable with the sort of challenge um, that you know we face sometimes, and are also happy to empathize and support uh, you know in that journey. And you know, I guess just e even today, like they, they had a, a vertical, you know, a relatively horizontal configurable product uh, in, in some ways. So um, the one thing that I also feel, and we're almost at time here, is like today. One of the questions was why, you know, why, why would you raise money now? And at some points in my life, I'm sure in many people's life, it's like, who doesn't want to raise money? You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that sounds cool. Uh, you know, people like money, but today it was like, now these are very practical reasons um, of why, you know, whether it's again, compliance so that you can sell to larger organizations that we're getting the same requests over and over from paying customers that we want to execute on that we have a, you know, a beautiful organic channel through search that we can continue to supplement. And that, you know, even we know sort of keywords and phrases and other things that we could even add to a paid side to increase the customer uh, adoption. So 
Um, that felt good to not be making things up. You know, not that I've never been a liar or making things up, but I think you're also sort of sometimes lying or trying to deceive yourself to build the confidence that you need to proceed. And now it's uh, it's a, an innate, true confidence that comes from having experience in the market, having a product that people are using, and again, knowing what's working and knowing what's not working and how to how to correct those things. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I feel like there'll forever be the conflict between you know, f full bootstrapping and at least getting some initial boosts to, uh, to your business. Right. Uh, and when, you know, both on a personal or business level, when is the right time for what, right. Cause I think bootstrapping, for example, is, is fantastic. And it's definitely when you pull it off, I feel like it, it there's nothing like it. Right. But the, like, it, once again, it's, what's the flip side, right. Is, is, let's say keeping 100% of your company worth an extra eight years of your time? Or are you willing to give away like a percentage to maybe shorten that process by, you know, three years, four years, whatever it is, right? Also, also surrounding yourself with and people. Exactly, that, that, that's, that's the big one, yeah. That's the, that's like today in that conversation, it's like, man, these people are so smart, you know? Like how, how do you, just by associating yourself with them and whether you're working with them as a customer or a partner or if they're, you know, an investor in your business, like to have access to that wealth of knowledge is just like, that's worth it um, from that. So I think there's a lot of people obviously who raise money and you want to take, you'll, you'll take that money because you're, you want to proceed and be successful business, but you don't necessarily know the consequences of that action. And what we're trying to figure out is we have the luxury right now, at least to say, hey, we want to be strategic with who we bring on board and if we're going to take money where that money comes from. And I'm you know, grateful for that opportunity because I know, you know, at other times I haven't been that lucky and, um, you know, almost I would have took money from anyone. And I'm glad I didn't because I, I know from good friends who have done that. And, you know, it, it turns into a, what they thought was a dream into me. A nightmare uh and that's what i'm trying to avoid for everyone here so um i guess we're a couple minutes left here anything that you want to talk about today uh specifically you're feeling good no we're, everything's good i mean um almost end of the year honestly yeah so that's crazy. that's pretty pretty crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um and yeah it's, it's just exciting to see uh you know what are we going to do over the next couple months and uh what, what's where's that going to take us in terms of opportunities exposure whatever that might be i agree um cool yeah thank you so much short and sweet Appreciate yeah. It. Yeah, this is the short <laughs> especially yeah. with, for you and i to be here yeah. doing it short and sweet <laughs> i am uh, i'm surprised uh, and uh, i'm happy so i think and for anyone who likes following these we, I mean, we always appreciate the messages like you know every week we'll get someone send us a message and say ah oh, man love it's really interesting to hear him talk about this product market fits a little bit you know, oh, how's the fundraise, you know, any of those things, like we genuinely, I get so excited to know that anyone would listen to this and we're not just dumping our thoughts into the oblivion. Um, so thank you for your reading, your watching, your, uh, your listening. Uh, we're, we're grateful and uh, look forward to some great updates as we close out the year and I hope everything's going well in your home. For sure. All right. Bye. See ya.